Welcome to the Holistic Way podcast. I'm your host, Nikki, aka Dominique, founder of the Holistic Way, holistic life coach, and yoga teacher. I hope you'll join me weekly as we discuss holistic approaches, fresh perspectives, and non negotiable self compassion. Understanding is empowering, and self kindness is the new sexy. It is my mission to introduce to you new ways to work with your mind, body, and emotions rather than against them to create long-term results with more ease and fun. Hi, beautiful listeners. I'm so happy to have you back for this week's episode. Today, me and Tanvi are going to talk all about stress, the effects of it, and tangible tools to become more resilient. But first, let me introduce Tanvi. Tanvi is a life coach and neuro-linguistic programming master practitioner as well as a 350-hour yoga teacher and a pharmacist. She specializes in generational healing and self-acceptance. Hi and welcome, Tanvi. Hello, Dominique. So nice to be here. Yes, it's so lovely. I'm excited to dive into this episode where... We are going to cover all things related to stress and I'm excited because stress is something I can relate to very much. I have quite a long history with stress myself and I remember when I was studying, working at the same time and I always had some kind of rashes, I had cold sores and every time I went to the doctor she said, yes, this is a stress-related condition. You have to reduce your stress. And I remember being so frustrated and upset because I was like, how can I reduce the stress? Like, I have to go to work because I need to earn money and I have to study because I want to, you know, have my diploma. And I remember always being so upset and now years later I realize it was never about reducing the events that are stressful but it was about becoming more resilient to stress so I'm very excited to dive into that deeper so we can meet as much as the listeners learn even more about it learn more tools and just have a bit more resilient The first question I like to ask my guests always is for you to be able to share a little bit about you, Tanvi. So maybe explaining and sharing to the listeners a bit about the work you do, but also the journey that led you to do the work that you do. And because this is a topic um about stress maybe you can tell us a bit about your own experience with stressful situations of course of course I'd love to share and you know you were so right when you said um it's more about becoming resilient to stress rather than avoiding it um because I think often trying to avoid it makes things even more stressful which is the opposite of what we want so I think resilience and awareness, um, you know, as soon as you become quite aware, that's where then you can start to use tools and build up on the tools to help you become more resilient to stress. So I completely agree with what you said earlier. 
Yeah, but okay, so with my journey, um, well, so I've been working as a pharmacist for nearly 11 years now. Um, and in my time as a pharmacist, I noticed quite a repetitive pattern of, you know, stress impacting the body in a variety of ways, you know, whether it was affecting mental health and so, um, you know, people coming in to get antidepressants or just feeling really sad and down or, you know, whether it was the emotional health that it was affecting and, you know, just feeling like you're out of control and, you know, you don't have any control of your life and what's happening and whether it was like your physical health you know and and like you said things like cold sores and all of that are just a little symptom of the effects of long-term stress which we will go into later but you know your physical health from everything from you know fertility to gut health to everything in between to you know holistic um health and life coaching a few years ago when I realized how people are so dependent on quick fixes, on medication. And, you know, while medication has its place in the world, absolutely, I agree with that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, good for when you need it. Um, at the same time, it's not always treating the root cause of things. So, you know, while you might be stressed and that's really the problem, the core problem, because what stress is doing, and I'm going to go through with my, my experience in a moment, is creating inflammation in the body, in the mind, in the spirit. And it's this chronic inflammation that doesn't have a chance to heal that then causes you know, skin things like, for example, dermatitis, eczema, your skin is your biggest organ. So naturally, anything that's going on within the body is going to show up on your skin first, right? So in regards to, um, oh my gosh, I, I always go off track. And I realize that I when I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, what was I talking about again? <laughs> but <laughs> but I guess with where I'm I'm getting at is um I really wanted to come from that holistic approach and you know like what can we do to really treat the root cause and to you know so that we're not just masking the symptoms but instead we're going deep and and this is where my whole transition happened into both life and health coaching in a very holistic way so that we're treating the mind body and spirit. I love that. That's beautiful. So, yeah, thank you. So so that's where I started really. But I guess with my experience with stress, it really started, um, you know, early years, like you said, university, um, pharmacy was very stressful. And then going ahead and going into the workforce, it was quite full on in the sense, you know, the first few years when you're young, you feel like, okay, this, this is fine, I can take it, you know, um, and then it builds up in your body and you don't realize that it's doing this until much later. So this is exactly what stress does. Like our body, so the typical response of stress is going into this fight or flight response, which is when your body and your hypothalamus in your in your brain is releasing these hormones to say, oh my gosh, you're in danger, you need to run away, 
So do this now. You know, can you imagine how you would end up or how the body, how this would impact the body if this is happening on a daily basis, by the minute, by the hour, like it would literally just damage everything that's going on in the body. The body's natural processes would completely be damaged, right? Yeah. So when, with my experience at stress, what happened over time was that, you know, say I, you know, think little, it was little things like, you know, maybe I wouldn't eat a meal on time. I would work long hours. Even during my work hours, I was super stressed. And then I would get home. I wouldn't be able to sleep. And so it would just be a repetitive cycle that eventually got into fatigue and chronic fatigue, which then caused mental health issues, which then the anxiety propelled into gut health issues because let's be honest and if you don't know this already I I'm sure you have heard about the connection between your brain and your gut and how your gut is your second brain yeah absolutely but can you maybe Would you mind mind maybe maybe are not aware a bit of more this? about the whole yeah, brain gut connection of course so your brain and your gut has a direct connection and it's called the vagus nerve. Now, the vagus nerve passes messages between the brain and the gut and the gut and the brain. And essentially, your gut is known as your second brain. But here's like some crazy facts. Most of your hormones are actually produced in your gut. So... What tends to happen, say, for example, you know, we're really struggling with like anxiety or depression or sadness, what's going to happen is that your brain is then going to communicate with your gut to try and calm you, to release like the neurotransmitters and the hormones to calm you, to focus on that stress response, right? Because essentially that is a stress response where say you're feeling really agitated or frustrated or you even you're like ready to do that run, like that fear cycle that happens when, and, and you get noradrenaline and serotonin and adrenaline get released. So when those neurotransmitters and hormones get released, everything else in your body stops working. Because the goal of those and the goal of the stress response is to keep you safe. So the goal of the fight or flight response, which is the stress response, is to keep you is to keep you safe. So essentially it's saying to you, okay, you're ready to run now. So what it's doing is increasing your heart rate, for example, increasing your breathing rate, right? So you start breathing quicker. You start getting all sweaty and nervous and you're like oh my gosh I need to make a run for it and I'm gonna keep safe so while it's doing that it's actually stopping the body's other processes such as digestion or you know um anything to do with fertility so your hormones that are being released there um so it's it's stopping all the body's other natural processes so when we talk about the gut health essentially when you're chronically stressed you're chronically under that fight or flight response, your gut is going to completely be, 
you, it's, it's going to become inactive in the sense that, you know, your digestion doesn't happen as it should. You're not absorbing your nutrients out of its foods. You start even, say, for example, getting intolerant or allergic to foods oh, wow. because your gut lining and your gut wall is being damaged in the process. Maybe you're getting excess acid production. And so you start to get reflux and indigestion and it's all connected, right? So this is exactly what happened to me. And what started to happen was that whole stress thing, you know, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'm young, I can handle it, doesn't matter. And over time, I started to become intolerant to foods that I could eat perfectly fine before. For example, gluten, um, any kind of wheat, any dairy. I, you know, um, I suffered with like poor toilet habits and not being able to go frequently. And in turn, you'd be surprised. It's a loop. And so it really starts to affect your mental health. You know, Mm -hmm. when you can't go out with your friends because you're scared of what you're going to eat is going to bloat you and cause pain and upset your tummy, then you start to step away from the social world. And when you're young and in uni, like that is your world, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it was this constant loop and I got stuck in it. And it was when I really realized that, oh my gosh, this is really impacting my mental health, my whole health. You know, I started to notice that, um, for example, my my period was completely irregular, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what stress does over time. Um, My skin felt horrible, like, everything and so in turn of course it's going to show up in how you show up every day in your life in your confidence in your in how you believe in yourself you know you just want to hide away from the world and it's not a nice place to be at all yeah absolutely I can imagine I didn't have such severe symptoms so I can't imagine what it must have been for you to go through that and I honor you for sharing it, but I also honor you for having had the courage because honestly, this kind of work takes courage to to do and to face. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. I have a question. You talked about intolerances that can or like in your case were triggered by the chronic stress. Is that something that you were able to reverse in your situation when you yes, learned how 100%. to? Oh, wow. This is interesting. A hundred percent. You know, so often, you know, I would go to doctors and they would be like, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, it's just a form of IBS, which is what essentially I got diagnosed with, which is irritable bowel syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that connection between the brain and the constant anxiety and stress and the gut was never made, right? Like I had to do all of that work for myself. And thankfully, I have a medical background. So I was able to go deeper into it. But, you know, for people that aren't, or aren't aware, and I just said, you know, just told, you know, just stop eating those foods, and you'll be fine. Um, That's really not the case. It's not the case at all. Yeah. So, 
what I started working with was like healing from within, right? So starting with the chronic stress and the chronic fatigue, and then also the healing the gut completely from the inside out. So when I was doing all of these things together, and it took a variety of things because I had to do lots of research, lots of trialing and testing to see what would work. Um, But that's how I came to where I am today. Absolutely. And I feel that it's so many times it is the case with most of my guests and I believe even more people that do the kind of work that we are doing is that we are so passionate about it because we experienced the hardship as well and we had to go through doing our own research going to try out things that you know ended up not working until we found something that was actually helpful so it's very interesting to see that this is kind of your experience as well that when you are in the middle of hardship you don't see anything else and I think we can be and say that we're lucky enough to be on the other side of it Um, Mm. but like a reminder for the listeners that maybe are in the hardship we see you we honor you but also a reminder that maybe this is what you're going to turn into the biggest gift ever. Yes, yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more because it's that awareness that it takes to, hey, I want to make a change and I'm not going to take no for an answer. That is all you need to keep moving forward. Yeah, I love that. Not taking no for an answer. That's that's a really good one. <laughs> um, you talked a lot about different symptoms. Is I know you've been working with different clients that have stress-related maybe symptoms or hardships. Is there any symptom, you know, that's completely, that seems un- completely unrelated, but that you've seen as being connected to stress and that listeners might have as well where they're not able yet maybe to connect the dots yes absolutely so like I was explaining when you think about chronic stress and and having going through that fight or flight response on a daily basis imagine like all of your body's processes that are functioning day to day almost shutting down because your body is now like its job is to keep you alive so the only thing is it's focusing on is your breath and your heart right so Mm -hmm. often you know even things like heart related conditions for example the the impact of chronic stress on the heart because it's working extra hard to keep you alive basically you'll be surprised with like how many people think oh it's just a heart condition don't even relate it to stress you know the first thought will be like well this might be genetic if you're quite young yeah or you know this I'm just unlucky if again you're quite young um and if you're a bit older it can be the effect of that chronic stress that every single day You know, when you push a button for so long, eventually it's just going to pop out. It's just going to pop and burst open, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like that is probably a more extreme thing. 
But even like you were talking about, um, you know, things like dermatitis or eczema or, um, you know, food intolerances or cold sores, like what I like to do is the symptom that you're experiencing that has perhaps come out of nowhere, like it's a sudden symptom, question it. Like, where is this coming from? What is currently happening within me? What is happening within my body for this to happen in this moment? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a beautiful tool to, or like a beautiful question to ask ourselves when we have these symptoms and to actually question where it's coming from. And I believe that we still, you mentioned it in the beginning, you know, we want fast results, especially if it's something that is visually there or that's bothering you or that's keeping you from doing the things you want to do. Then we just want a quick fix. But then we don't actually remove the underlying cause. Yes, exactly. Or at least deal with it. Good. So we've talked a bit about, you know, how it appears how it can show up in someone can you tell a little bit more about how it can affect all areas of someone's life you mentioned your you know social events that were maybe a bit more tricky like getting out seeing friends but how could it affect potentially even other areas of your life absolutely absolutely And I think one of the main, like the big aspects is really affecting your mental health. And so when it starts to affect your mental health, you really start to notice um, your confidence, for example, just, you know, declining on a daily basis. And when your confidence starts to decline, it really is affecting all areas of your life. Let's take, for example, the job that you're in, right? Say you're in some sort of pain every day or you're struggling to even um, have a meal with your colleagues or, you know, you're tired, like you're exhausted and they want to have a conversation with you. That's going to impact how you show up in your job, in your work, in your career, or your business even, right? With your clients, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing, like your career and job. And then let's talk about like your relationships as well. Like what is chronic stress or the effects of everyday stress doing to your relationship? You know, how is it impacting, for example, intimacy, your sex life? Like we'd even go there. Right, because we know that there's that direct connection when your body is in that constant flight of uh, a fright response, your um, sex hormones are not being regulated. So, naturally, you know, you don't feel like you want to connect with your partner. And then there's the aspect of friendships too, where you know, you just want to retreat and move away from everybody um, and be in your little own hiding hole so it really affects all aspects of your life and often sometimes what I've seen with my clients is that they start to get into this blame game right and this really happens when we don't want to go within when we don't want to self-inquire and find out like 
what is actually going on here but instead we're so quick to be like no this is their fault no this happened because i was having a bad day this happened because i couldn't eat the food at the restaurant like we're so quick to point fingers at other people or the, or a situation or a circumstance that we don't pause and we don't look within and actually question wait hang on a second is it actually coming from what's going on within me because there's clearly you know a regularity here where all areas of your life are being impacted mm-hmm. yeah absolutely thank you so much for sharing that if we want to improve our stress resilience where would you recommend someone starts because what I hear a lot is I don't have time I Mm. have the kids I have my job I need to clean the house I need to do the laundry where can I possibly fit in time for myself to become more stress resilient so where would you recommend someone to start, even if it's just the tiniest tool they could use? Yes, absolutely. I think like what's really important here is looking at the big picture and noticing how it is impacting all areas of your life. And if you carried on the way you do carry on, then what else is going to happen or how is your life going to turn out, right? When we look at the big picture, then you take a step back and you're like, hang on, it's really important that I do something about this now because if I wait any longer, then everything's going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the first step. The first step is to really take a step back and look into your life like you're an outsider and say, hang on, you need to do something about this now and make it a priority. I think we're so quick to make everything else a priority, but make it a priority and make it a non-negotiable. Talk about it with your family, with your friends and say, hey guys, I need five minutes every day just to myself. Because when you communicate with you know how you're feeling, where you're at in your life, whether it's with your partners, with your family, you're going you're going to get that support. Like you're not in this alone. Yeah. And often it can feel very isolating because I know that I've been there. It can feel like you're in this alone, but you're not. You're never in this alone. And I promise you, if you reach out and you ask for help and you say, hey, I just need a bit of support here. I need five minutes. Start there. Start with five minutes. So First things first is noticing how important it is that you do this right now. And the second thing is communicating with your loved ones, whoever you're living with, your family, your friends, whoever it is. Mm -hmm. Hey, I need this support. This is what I'm struggling with right now. Um, And, and, you know, that will create the space for you. They will create that, that safe environment for you to feel like, okay, I'm okay with taking some time to myself, right? It also feels like sometimes we need to hold the mirror up because we always say, I'm we, I include myself, that there's Mm -hmm. absolutely no time. 
But then when you mm. look at how much time you spend scrolling on your phone, looking at Netflix or, you know, any kind of other, I'm not saying wasteful time, but the task or the little habits we do that don't necessarily bring us something positive in return that mm. once we're really really honest we can always switch that to okay instead of scrolling on Instagram or TikTok or whatever to just take five minutes to okay I'm going to do something for myself and for my stress resilience 100% 100% um, holding that mirror up is so important because you're being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and when you start being honest with yourself that self-awareness kicks in and that self-inquiry kicks in where you know you're questioning what's happening in your life and you're like wait I need to do something about this now whether it's you're getting support whether it's you taking five minutes out of your day whether it's you communicating that with your loved ones all of it Mm -hmm. um so I think that's really important and then the third thing is making it a non-negotiable so I find this my absolute like life-saving tool because when I make something a non-negotiable what I really mean is say for example taking a shower or eating a meal right like those are things or drinking water during the day those are things you need to survive right So when you think about it like that, stress or managing your stress or stress resilience or healing the body from within is what you need to survive. Without your health, nothing else around you can exist. Your career, your job, your relationships, nothing else will exist. Even if you're showing up as a mother, as a sister, as a daughter, you're not going to be able to show up unless you look after yourself first. So when we look at it as like, this is a non-negotiable, this is something that I have to do and I want to do because it's going to allow me to be better, to show up better and to, you know, just overall feel better in my whole mind and body. I like that. What it brings up and what I want to share is also for the people that feel that they want to put you know their children their husband their partner their friends their family before their own needs reminding that exactly what you said that if you're not looking after yourself and your health and your stress levels then you cannot be there a hundred percent for them either so if you're not doing it for yourself and I always encourage everyone to do it for yourself first but if you're at a point where you can't do that then do it for the others because when you look after yourself you're going to be so much more present and open and aware for the others totally completely agree amazing um if we if you had to share a few tools to incorporate in your life in your day in your routine what do you mm. recommend your clients they start doing oh, and and this is what i love because it can be so simple right it's for example um 
you know, taking time out, whether it's first thing in the morning or throughout your day, anytime you get getting out into nature, like breathing that breath of fresh air, just noticing the beauty around you. Like it's those little things that take you out of that stress response. And you'll be amazed at what just five minutes can do for your mental health. And five minutes every single day is going to shift everything that's going on within the body and within your mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of my favorite tools is going out into nature, just taking a few deep breaths, really focusing on the breath. Um, another one of my favorite tools is using essential oils. And I know we're going to go into this, yes. um, which I will explain later and how they work. And also, of course, I love, I love having a little bit of a routine because for someone like me who does a lot of things. I work all over the place. I don't have a necessary set routine when it comes to my business. I like to have a little bit of a morning or an evening routine just for me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can build that up, whether it's about 20 minutes of your time or two hours of your time, whatever you've got, you can work with it. And course yoga is one of my favorites <laughs> as it would be yours too yes, absolutely um, you know just even that gentle stretch 10 minutes even if it's in bed right before you go to bed or right after you wake up it doesn't have to be a whole routine that you do for an hour I feel like that itself just creates so much mental space and clarity for you. Yeah, absolutely. I like to recommend even just doing, for those who know, um, sun salutations, even just doing a few rounds, especially when it's stressful times. Sometimes you don't have the mental capacity to actually mm-hmm. come up with something creative, but knowing that, you know, just easy movements like a sun salutation and repeat repeating that maybe what tries three times five times however much time you have can be enough to start and get into that stress resilience of course of course and of course like if all of this seems so overwhelming or it feels like it's too much like get someone to help you you know invest in yourself invest in a mentor or a coach like even as a coach I have a coach you know I feel like it is the best investment that I've ever made for myself and I have for the last few years where, you know, it just gives you that extra support, that extra um, accountability and, you know, that guidance that you need just day to day. And it's so powerful, so potent. So I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I have a coach myself and I've been working with her for the past year and I don't think I'll ever stop just because mm-hmm. even though we know tools, we know things and we help people ourselves, there are things you just need the outside perspective and help to mm. get you further. So thank you That's so much for, for sharing that. These were all tools I imagine that you would recommend doing on a daily basis to mm. get to not get 
burnt out, to not get to the overwhelm. Is there something that you would recommend someone that has never done any work around stress, resilience, but is really in a phase of maybe even burnout already? They could start doing acutely now to kind of get the machine going if you know what I what I mean absolutely absolutely I feel like when you're already in that state it's really important to reach out for support because your body and like you don't have the capacity in that moment to be like okay this is what I need to do now this is the direction I need to go so even just getting some support but while you look for support or you're finding somebody just try and possibly step away from you know the daily triggers the things that are stressing you out and focus on the things that are good in your life right now focus on the simple things like you know the hot water that you get for a shower or the fresh air that you breathe every morning or the moment you take your first breath in the morning I think finding presence in every day and finding the little joys in every day but stepping away from the stresses the triggers just while you're in that super burnt out or overwhelmed state is really gonna just start to restore your mind back to normal even though the body takes a little longer oh that's amazing thank you so much i like sometimes to take Um, cold showers or I live near a lake and sometimes in the winter or autumn I like to go for a cold swim is that something that would help someone that's really already in burnt out or do you feel that's something that would cause more stress to no I actually think it I think it's wonderful for your body because you know that that cold fresh water is almost like joyful for the body Um, but it's definitely sparking a different response not necessarily it's not a stress response but instead it's like a reset Um, it's like a refresh and a reset so I think something like that would definitely help oh beautiful because I do that when I realize that I'm kind of in this flight or fight response when I'm Mm. like I feel very nervous anxious and you can almost feel your whole body like trembling. And right. when I step under the cold water, and I'm not going to lie at first, it's really tricky and it's not <laughs> necessarily yeah. pleasant at first, but you get used to it and it honestly calms me down in seconds. Mm-hmm. And yes. I agree, it's not a tool that you might be able to do when you're at work, but when you're at home, if you're you know in that stressful reaction to just and I do that I drop everything and I just walk to my shower and hop under it and like freezing cold water and it works like a charm love it love it yes because it's getting your nervous system to focus on something completely different and so it naturally just washes away if you want to say (laughs) um everything else that's currently worrying you or stressing you out 
Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for having given that explanation because it's sometimes it's the things you use and they work, but you don't necessarily know why. But having that explanation just makes it so much more powerful and interesting. Yes, I think it's important when you find something that works for you, do that. Yeah. There's no right or wrong in this space at all. Absolutely. So let's dive into one last very interesting topic. And I know you're a bit of a nerd and I'm a bit of a nerd myself. And we talked about it before, the effects of essential oils. For a lot of people, it's, oh, yes, they smell nice. And, oh, yes, they might help me. But it's still kind of a not tangible concept of how can a scent or an oil then actually help you physically. So would you explain to me and the listeners a bit about how they work and how they could potentially help us reduce um, our stress levels? Yes, 100%, of course. So I myself, I mean, I started using essential oils probably about five years ago now. And they have changed the way I you know, see natural medicine, you could say, for example. So let me explain. So from a pharmacist perspective, all your medication essentially comes from plants. But what's really happening along the way with your medication that you take is it's getting processed. And in that whole process stage, things are getting added to it, you know, the the potency of the actual medicine is getting really reduced. um, And it just alters the whole chemistry of the start to finish product. Right? Mm -hmm. So say, for example, let's take paracetamol, as an example. Yes, it comes from a plant. But by the time you actually take a tablet of paracetamol, it only contains 500 milligrams, which is a smallest amount of paracetamol that's in the tablet. And the rest of the tablet is excipients, essentially. So excipients are things they have to add to fill up the tablet, to make it um, so that they can actually make it into a tablet because 500 milligrams is such a small, minute amount, Mm -hmm. right? So... There's that whole thing about the potency of, you know, medicine getting affected. Whereas essential oils, when you're using pure, 100% potent essential oils, and not all, not all essential oils are pure because some you can have things added to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're using pure potent essential oils, they're really just coming from different parts of the plant. So whether it's the stem, the bark, the flower, the root, depending on all your essential oils, they all come from plants. Now, plants use essential oils for their protective and regenerative um, purposes. For example, you know, regenerative is like they use the essential oils as their scent to attract bees for pollination, for example. Or they use the essential oils within them to protect them from any bugs or bacteria or nasties like that, right? Yeah. And human cells and plant cells mimic each other. So in the process of, you know, getting an essential oil from a plant, it's either distilled like steam distillation the processes involved 
are very, very holistic in the sense there's nothing nasty added to the essential oil and nothing that you don't want in your body added to the essential oil. But when you use the essential oil topically, which is on your skin, or even diffuse it in a diffuser so it's in the air, the essential oil is getting absorbed into your body, whether it's through your skin or breathing it in. As it gets absorbed into your body, because your cells as humans mimic plant cells, your cells react in the same exact way. So these essential oils are essentially protecting you from things. They are, you know, physically, energetically, spiritually, emotionally have all the benefits that normal contemporary medicine would as well Mm -hmm. this is blowing my mind so far (laughs) (laughs) I know I know right it's it's pretty amazing um and and so because of the low molecular weight of essential oils and this is where the nerdiness of mine comes in (laughs) and when you put them on your skin for example they pass really easily through your skin so within two minutes they're in your bloodstream. Within 20 minutes, every single cell in your body has an essential oil in it. So basically, it's working from the inside out to have a therapeutic benefit. Wow, this is insane. This is really insane. Thank you so much for having given such a beautiful and easy to understand explanation of how they work. If you had to recommend one oil for stress symptoms or like stress resilience, is there one you would recommend in in general and how would you apply it? So many. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Maybe you have one favorite, let's put it that way. I think, well, lavender is a favorite of mine. But again, you know, it depends. Like, I know some people who absolutely hate lavender. Mm -hmm. And I think it depends on where you get your lavender. Because often, like, for example, the one I get is, you know, um, made in France. So the essential oils come from plants. And these plants are naturally grown in the countries that they naturally grow in. So there's no... Thing, there's nothing like, you know, let's force something to grow here in order to in order to get the essential oil because that would not be ethical in any way. But also it would not have the same therapeutic benefits as a plant that grows very naturally in its own environment. So I think one thing to look for is where do you get your essential oils from? But lavender is one that's really great. It has a chemical constituent that really allows the body to relax the mind to relax is great for sleep for deep rest but there are a hundred of oils like hundreds of oils that i could honestly recommend depending on like your symptoms and what you're feeling because they all work from the inside out on different things to really to really help you that's beautiful but i think lavender is a very beautiful way or place to start how would someone apply it i know very little but I've heard of under the feet the wrists behind the ears is there one place you would recommend more than others absolutely so with any essential oils I always say um make sure you use a carrier oil so a carrier oil it doesn't dilute 
the essential oil, but in fact, it allows it to go a longer way. So this could be anything from coconut oil, almond oil, or even your own like natural moisturizers. All you would do is pop a couple of drops of lavender in your moisturizer or in your oil, and then just um, lather it or massage it onto your body like you would moisturize your body. So no matter where you apply it, it's going to have that therapeutic effect. And so that's one way to do it. The other way is having a diffuser and putting, you know, four or five drops of your lavender oil or any other oils that you'd like to use and letting that diffuse and you're sitting in that space, whether it's you, you know, you working or you um, sleeping, Mm -hmm. what's happening is that you're breathing in those molecules of the essential oil and again it's causing like you literally have those molecules of the essential oil the the chemical constituent within your cells within 20 minutes of you breathing it in oh wow in your whole body so they're pretty potent pretty powerful Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for this beautiful chat. Before we end, I'd like to give the listeners the opportunity to get to know you, to potentially work with you, to know more about you, to get in contact. How and where can they find you? Of course. So um, I'm pretty easy to find. I do have a website, tanvwordojo.com. Um, otherwise you will find me also on Instagram with exactly the same name, Tanvi Wordojo. Um, and you also find me on Facebook with the same name. So pretty easy to find there. Beautiful. I'm going to link it in the show notes just so it's easier for people to connect with you. And I just want to give you a really warm and heartfelt thank you for this episode it was absolutely lovely to chat to you but also to get to learn so much from your expertise so thank you so much Tanvi you're so welcome thank you for having me Dominique perfect I'll see you soon and bye to everyone thank you beautiful soul for being here with me this week don't forget to subscribe to the show and to follow me on instagram at uniquely.nikki See you next time.